Welcome back, everybody. Welcome back, welcome back to another episode of Blurred Survival Guide. I'm your co-host, Jeremy. Co-host, Jay. And welcome to a new episode. Uh, Jay, how are you doing today? Appreciate you for asking, buddy. Yeah. I am feeling really good. Uh, it's the end slash start of our weeks. Um, last week, I was super busy and got to... Do a really exciting thing, which was go to the beach for a conference. Yeah, him had a his first week of work was a, a work retreat. I mean, it was the second week, but it was exciting. Like first it was, week. yeah. First, no, no, I started on a Monday, so it was honestly, it was just I kind of felt like I got thrown into the fire and was told to make some bread with, and I think I'm I, I made it work, so I feel good about it. Got honestly, little, got a little focaccia in there with us. Sure, a little brioche. Yeah. Bread, bread. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's dope. I'm happy. I'm happy. I mean, literally second week, and you're already going to conferences and having dentists provided and and just doing the damn thing. So I'm, I'm happy for you. I'm happy that you got to get that in. And you're liking your new job. I'm happy. I do like my new yeah. job. I do like my new job. I think that we're. I I feel very fortunate and lucky to be around an amazing group of people, a team of uh, advocates who genuinely want to end homelessness and provide affordable housing for people in the state of Alabama. And that's a, that's an honor and a privilege to be with them, but it doesn't, it's not easy work. So I'm, ex- it's going to be hard work ahead and I'm excited for it. Hey, I heard a quote uh, today who actually uh, were, and I'm, I'm going to paraphrase it cause I don't remember it exactly, but it was saying the, the best things in life don't come easy. So there you go. Seeing that you're doing something that challenging, you, you're going to, you're gonna love it. And I think so. I can see the passion in your eyes. The fire is there, and it's it's, it's <laughs> awesome. So I'm happy for you. Thanks, buddy. Yeah. Thanks, yeah. buddy. How are you doing? I am. Well, I'm awake now because I just had some coffee. Bless you. But I, I am I am sleepy because I have it is Sunday. You guys know we record on Sunday, and uh, I have had a day. You have. You yeah. have. You you did some cool stuff today. Yeah. So I got home from work at around five a.m. Uh, took a. A nap, a, a, a brief <laughs> snooze. Yeah, yeah. I hit I hit the REM mode at least once. That's nice. The, the whole cycle, and uh, starting my day at eleven a.m., I went to the Alabama Comic Con slash uh, My Hero Comic Con. Yeah, and that was a treat and a half, dude. Uh, I I saw you and I was telling Miriam I was like I got a little FOMO. But at the same time, I was tired back from coming back from yeah, the trip, so I was like, I, I, "But no, I saw you having a good time." Who all did you get to see? You yeah. saw some cool cosplay, yeah. So yeah, we definitely, I definitely got some some pictures. I will post those on the uh, on the page later this week. But I did get to see a bunch of uh, My Hero Academia cosplay. I saw a bunch of Izuka Midorias. I saw a bunch of Todorokis. I saw a bunch of uh, Demon Slayer costumes as well. I saw Tanjiro. I saw yeah. Nezuko. Um, and Inosuke. I saw a couple of Inosuke. What? Yeah. I mean, that's cool because yeah. the big heads. Uh, and I like I like Inosuke's swords the most, honestly. Oh, like, yeah, I'm, no swords, yeah. Homeboy gets pissed. They get, the uh, the sword maker gets pissed off at him when he sees yeah, him banging it into the rock. Into the rock. But no, I, yeah. I think his sword. I always think that like swords that have different shapes and stuff are dope. Oh, yeah, no. It, and I mean, it gives him his individuality. Yeah, yeah, for sure. No, and, and, he's, having a pig head and, and he's mad individual. <laughs> He's a crazy individual. You know, underlying bold italics on mad, but yeah. truly, truly <laughs> crazy boy. But no, it's, the whole experience was awesome. I actually got to see our friends Skip eighty eight and and the whole team of Blurred Over uh-huh. at a table set up there, and uh, got got a couple pictures with them as well as uh, finally got a shirt from them. 
Hey, so, you well, got that yeah. merch. Yeah, so so once we get some merch, definitely hand it off to them as well. Yeah, well, uh, appreciate trade. yeah, appreciate seeing you, Skip. It, it was awesome seeing you guys there. Got to see your panel as well before I had to leave and jet off to my next adventure. Um, but it was definitely a. Uh, and what was his panel on? So it was definitely about being a blur and and nice. how to, how it affects our our lives and society. And I bet he had. A, I mean, when we when we were on his show and mm-hmm. we did the dual show, he had a lot to say about it. Right and. Everything that he said on the show still rang true to what he said in the panel, and we actually got to have a live discussion with people in the room. And it was and, actually, yeah, uh, how, how full was the room? It, it almost filled up. Why? Mm-hmm. Congratulations, Skip. Yeah, so it was, it was actually pretty. It was pretty dope. I stayed. I stayed for the bulk of the uh, of the interview of the, uh, the interview and the uh, the panel. Right. And left. I left when it was the question and answer session. So I did get to see the whole panel. It was very informative. Got a couple shout outs in there. We we just we talked it we talked about being blurs and it was amazing. Oh, you were able to shout out the podcast? Well, I didn't shout out the podcast. He he shout out the podcast. Oh no, so yeah, so like I said, I I commend what? him for everything that he did. Appreciate you. Yeah. Yeah. And like I said, the whole experience. Knowing and just go back to the, the whole Comic Con as a whole, going to a convention after actually knowing an anime mm-hmm. is much different than when you are just there. stepping into it, it. yeah, because like last time when we went to Comic Con, mm-hmm. uh, you were also unfamiliar. New. Yeah, I was you still were unfamiliar. new to to a lot of anime, so it was just like, all right, cool. This is this was a lot, but this year it was like, oh snap! I, I know I, these characters. You I resonate with these characters. Of Nezuko, and I was like, that's mad dope, bro. Like, yeah. like uh, the the how, I can't even tell you how old that girl was. Like, was she an adult? She had. I think she was an adult. Okay. Her, okay. Yeah. So she was aware. Cause like, I, yeah, I talked to her and I was, and I mean, she she had a mature voice. I hear you. I yeah, hear you. So I, I, hear I didn't you. want to ask ages and I had to ask if I could get a picture. Yeah. Of course, asking everybody for consent for these pictures because I mean, without a doubt, we're not paparazzi. No. But, <laughs> but no, the the experience as a whole was amazing. Like I said, once once I actually knew a good amount of anime and was right. watched and caught up on a bunch of it, and it was like, wow, I actually I know these characters. I resonate with these characters. And now there's a community where I can actually discuss these characters and, and yeah, man. have a conversation about. It. So it was it was dope. Uh, definitely looking forward to the next Comic Con, as well as having Comic Con. is next. Comic Con is next. It's in February. Okay. Uh, I was trying to look up on the website about getting a table, and I mean, yeah, I, yeah, no, we definitely can. Even even uh, Skip was like, "Are y'all gonna have a table?" I was like, "Yeah, definitely." It's not a bad idea, man. And I mean, just to get our word out and get it, yeah, because I mean, they literally they, they had post they have, up at their table. It was like their logo, um, they had a soundbar and a TV, and just posting like it was basically a PowerPoint of their the of pictures what? of people, yeah, like, cosplay and everything. Yeah, and I mean, if we can have. That kind of stuff. Yeah, I like that it's idea. Yeah, do. Yeah. yeah, I like that. Some good marketing, some fun uh, engagement with the community. Exactly. Man. I mean, yeah. both dressed up in cosplay. We, yeah, I'm gay. Yeah. 100%. I mean, he and like I said, Skip, he was dressed up as T'Challa Star-Lord. So. Which is so cool. That's like, yeah. and is an awesome transition. Yeah, yeah. Actually. Because yeah, today's episode is, uh, is going to start off with the monologue that we've heard for the past nine weeks. We are the Watchers. We are your guides through these vast new realities. Follow us and dare to face the unknown and ponder the question, what What if? if? That's today's episode. We're going to be discussing what What if, if. Marvel's what if as a whole. The series, the the multi-season series apparently. Because we're getting to season two. Season two is coming up. And uh, I mean, it's been a, I mean, it's gotten to be, it's got to be wildly popular. 
right? Like it was. Oh yeah, it animated by the same team with not with Sony. No, I, it looks like that though. It does remind me a great deal of like the team of people that did the animation for um, Spider-Man Multiverse. Like it, it, it reminds me gr- a great deal of that, like paying homage to the comic book within mm. the animation mm-hmm. kind of style. Not so much in the like 3D animation that uh that um Spider-Man uh into the Spider-Verse was done in, but like just it, it well, that's one of my favorite things about it when I first when we first saw the series when it first came on with uh, Captain Carter. I was like that's the animation style as a whole. Like, yeah, it captured me. It brought me into the comic book. That's what still, I really it, liked. About. It was still cool because you could recognize the faces of the the actors and actresses portraying oh, yes. everybody. It's like, oh yeah, okay. At least I could tell who is who, and I mean, it's still most most of the characters are still voiced by their original uh, actors and actresses, which builds like an increased level of familiarity with the character. Oh, definitely. Right? Like, I mean, even like you said uh, a couple of weeks back when we were talking, uh, we were talking briefly about what if uh, your aunt who was able to watch. Who doesn't watch cartoons is able to watch this cartoon as a whole. Because so I have a report back on that. All right, all right. Uh, yeah, let us know. She she didn't watch it. It was so sad. I was so I was act genuinely like, let me like pause for a moment of disappointment when that happened because she just won't allow herself to watch cartoons. And you know, I'm trying, man. I'm trying. And but does she know that it connects to to? Phase four as a whole, even though it's a cartoon, it, it still connects to. You know, I hope so. It, I I don't be think out. so. I don't think so. She, I don't think so. She's gonna be missing out on on. I mean, I agree. Information. I agree. I completely agree with you. It'll be interesting to see if they. I mean, within the new. I mean, you're so you think they're gonna connect the um, the storyline from Doctor Strange's story into the new like the Spider Man. No way home? Yeah. It's a possibility. I think so, right? It's a possibility because, I mean, first and foremost... We're in the spo- multiverse. We're in the multiverse. Spoilers ahead for those who haven't seen any of the episodes or any of the most recent episodes of uh, What If. But Doctor Strange is OP-level magician at this point. I mean, he was already OP from right. Infinity War. But it's like a... Di- and it's also not but even like the OP same... T- Doc- it's, it's like Naruto in his Baryon mode. It's like his OP went above that OP. That's like, real. That's real. That's a good... Con- that's a good... Uh, a comparison there, yeah, my friend. No, like he, bro, week. like what he did, what he did in the season finale, like was just mad deep. Cause you, he popped out a dragon. He like first of all, he popped out a dragon. Then of all, he popped out some Cthulhu looking mother effort. Like I didn't know what to think. I, I was, was like, it was definitely a callback to the first episode with Captain Carter and that, that giant mm-hmm. octopus. Yes. Oh man. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. So I mean, I mean, like I said, it's still connected. The series as a whole, but also it just showed the level of power that this Doctor Strange was, even though he was a darker Doctor Strange. But he had good intentions. He, had, I mean, like, it was definitely all. He good had intentions. been corrupted by love, and then the Watcher came and basically gave him an opportunity. Right? Like, hey, fam, I need your help. Like, yeah. I mean, but he, he, I thought it seemed like he was just there since. Um, his episode even like it wasn't even necessarily for his help to start because remember he walked up in the pocket dimension. Or in the uh, yeah, but he, he trapped himself in his like his own personal yeah cell. yeah yeah. But it was so outside of space and time, so it was like it probably was just a couple of minutes for him, just like it was in Endgame. Fast. It was like I, I just kind of disappeared, and like five minutes later, I was reappeared, and yes, they don't need help, <laughs> bruh. Man, no, I just really what I I didn't. First of all, you've given me new information, 
which that it will tie it. They'll they'll connect some dots from this stuff into the new the next like, I guess series of movies like as a whole. Do you think? I mean, or is it or is it like a, like I mean because like it's a they're gonna go multi season with this. Yeah, but and um, the producers and Kevin Feige they all said that season two will tie into more of the uh, phase four characters. So we may see like a, a what if Shang Chi and what if uh, uh, what if the Eternals and stuff like right, that. Right, right. Like even like uh, Black Widow and uh, her little sister. Mm-hmm, so mm-hmm. we may see some more stuff, some more of that, and. Yeah, it, it, it's it's a it's a boundless it's boundless at this point. Mm-hmm. I love what Loki did for the MCU. It just it just it opens Literally. the door for every ounce of creativity that you could potentially muster in relation to um, the Marvel the Marvel universe. I mean, because like it's just boundless at this point, and I think that that's kind of like the creativity that What If kind of shows us, even to, to some degree. I mean, it is kind of interesting on the uh, the business end of uh, Marvel the MCU. Where like literally after Loki dropped, after the finale of Loki hit, Kevin Feige announced that the contracts instead of them being multi movie contracts, mm-hmm. you have to be on a on the Marvel payroll for years and years. Mm-hmm. He's he stopped that. It's like you can do just one movie, and it'll be on a contract. It's a movie by movie basis now because we're in the multiverse and right, we don't necessarily right. need the same actors anymore. So it's, it's interesting that. He was able to stop that, but also still I mean, have the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Yeah. I mean, the universe and the 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 people as a whole, everyone. It's like a sense of their job. It's almost like they yeah, love their job yeah. They, the they, they like, can choose to come back, whereas mm-hmm. like they're not committed for four movies, like right. Robert Downey Jr. was. Right, like, right. No, Robert, he he was committed. Well, no, he for, was, no, he was only committed for. Um, so yeah, each, each of the each hero was only committed for about four movies, and that's literally. A trilogy the, and a, a Avengers, joint, yeah, yeah, a joint movie, and I mean he—that's what he did. He did Iron Man one, one two, two three, three, the first Avengers, Civil and, War, and then he just it, like after that, after that first one, he just kept renewing his contract. So fascinating. That's why he was, that's why he was Iron Man for almost twelve years because he just kept renewing that's, his contract every four. years. And I mean, he's even said he's been on record like like saying it was exhausting, basically. Mm-hmm. Once he got yeah, once he got I think once he hit 50, that's he knew he had to slow down. Right. Right. And that'll be good for the that'll be good for the actors for the for the series. Like they they'll get to want to come back mm-hmm. and deliver, you know? And I look forward to that. I think I mean, it's not like these it's not like they're they'll be wasting their time in terms of money. That's for sure. Yeah. Cuz they'll be but I mean, I like Robert Downey Jr. he he went from doing his his thing back in the nineties with, with the drugs and everything. Oh yeah, he went from yeah. That to becoming literally one of the highest paid actors of all. And time. world's most appre- loved actors mm-hmm. at this point. Like I mean, he he really reshaped his uh, his image. <laughs> Thank you, Iron Man. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, back to what if? Like started from episode one, like you said, from Captain Carter, and we're seeing her her journey as. The new Captain America, but not really because she's Captain Carter, all the way to like Killmonger's episode, to Chala Star Lord. I, I, so we were, I was in the late, in the most recent episode, like the last the season finale, like watching uh, Killmonger, right? Watching Eric just be like, his do his episode. thing. Like, you knew, you knew he was finna do his warlord 
deal yeah, with this whole thing. Because the thing is, you saw from the get go, as soon as he picked up Ultron's head, that Ultron robot head. Yeah. That's yeah. He did. The whole episode, he just kept staring at it. It was it sus, was, man. He was analyzing it the whole sus. episode up until the end where the Infinity Stones just kind of. I just want to know how he knew that it would, like, draw the. um. The armor onto him. Like, I still that's feel like that's that military background of like he he just right? like, he analyzed every like he was because I don't I think he I don't think he really fought, but he, he kinda, learned. He kinda, but you think he maybe he learned, learned about the technology like, he a little had bit because like, it was was what was it um what's the Wakandan uh uh vibranium was it made because he was technically vibranium right like am I wrong? Oh no, Ultron is yeah, yeah he comes from too. he's uh he was made of vibranium so he would know maybe a little bit about the technology yeah. Since, I mean, within, like, how he became a warlord of Wakanda. Yeah. You know? And I hope that they do that in season two. They answer those questions of, like, the ends of those episodes that just kind of... You were like, how did you know? Like, and then now he's in the pocket universe with... uh, Yeah, with Ultron. Ultron For those those stones. Just, like, in an endless... uh, uh, Oh, uh, Asukiyomi. Asukiyomi, basically. Like, bringing it back to Naruto. You know, it's just like that... Same loop that uh, Itachi put Kabuto mm-hmm. in, and, and uh, stay there for all time. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but also bring it to Squid Games. It's an infinite tug of war, Bruh. Yeah, literally, <laughs> literally. I can't wait to talk. I'm gonna talk about Squid Game in the in my weekly blurb because that's some. <laughs> did you did you watch it in the dub or did you watch it in the sub? So, oh, mm-hmm. I watched some of it in the sub. I watched most of it in the dub. How much I was in, so fascinating. We talked. We you saw that's the, that's the only way I was able to like pay attention for real and like actually get what's going on. If I was reading it while I was watching it, that's the only way I can understand for real. I mean, if it, I did the dub, I was only I was honestly just gonna listen to it in the background and wait for parts where people were getting chopped up. Oh, yeah. I mean, it's got a better story than that. So I don't know it does. That's why I said that's why I listen yeah, to it. Yeah, that's why I did yeah, yeah, so, yeah, so I can actually like watch it. Appreciate the story. It. Yeah, I hear you. I hear you. But I digress. Yeah. But yeah. I digress. But uh, as a whole, what uh, I guess to, to to keep us going and and sort of wrap things up. What were your favorite bits and pieces of of what if? So my favorite, my favorite like thing that they incorporated into it were the fighting. The fighting uh, animation was some of my favorite things. I mean, coupled with like the comic book style, like explosions and stuff like that. Like it, I really loved watching the fight scenes. I thought that they were very colorful. I thought they were very um, entertaining. Um, really, like, high-quality animation that you... And when you probably wouldn't have gotten it had they been live-action, you know? Like, they were able to do some things that were that you can't do with live-action for... Due to the limitations of... The, the f- and physical... The, yeah, exactly. Like, those yeah, kinds of yeah. things... And I mean, like the the dopeness of the of the uh, animation and and what if was by far my favorite thing. Like I, I just thought it was so cool how they managed to like draw make like tell the story. And I mean, in from the zombies to the uh, to the uh, armor that that um doctor strange put on them at the end of the uh, oh man but, like that yeah. armor was dope that, like, like yeah it was mad dope and it like manifested in like really cool yeah. like 
Shadow. It was almost like, like I wanted it, it to like, like come. Anime armor kind of deal. Yeah, like, like, it kind of transformed onto them. Right. Yeah, that was still a callback to uh to Doctor Strange's episode when Wong did that to the good Doctor Strange. Oh they yeah. Put that whole vector spell yeah. On and it was like yeah. This yeah, is but, gonna hold for only. But this Doctor Strange did it like so much more deeply because like he did it to everybody and he kind of did it like super quick. Yeah, like Wong was like having to like throw things throw, together. Yeah, it was. It, it, it wasn't just went. Ooh. Go exactly. He's like, I got y'all. Like y'all are. He did like five times. Mad safe. Like y'all are mad safe for a while. Like this. So yeah, I mean, that's what I really liked about it. I thought um, I really loved the animation. The storytelling was, of course, good. I mean, and then the voice acting was, I mean, just as good. So it. it, Yeah, I know. It really hit me uh, uh, with some cool was in the fields through the animation. I felt yeah. Like. No, I, I, I definitely got to agree with you on, at least for the, the voice acting and the animation. Um, I'm, I'm proud of the, the, the actors. I mean, those that came back from the actual MCU. Cause I mean, you can, you can act, you can on screen all the time, but like voice acting is a whole nother field. Like you have, right. to, you have to exude all of your emotions while standing in the booth. Mm-hmm. And they did that. You got to bring the character and, and in that, a way that's much different. Yeah, and I, I mean that's that's coming from like T'Challa from from Chadwick Boseman doing his part in this. And by the way, this was the the last T'Challa performance. It's, it it hits you different. Mm-hmm. This, this was the absolute different. last T'Challa performance. Uh, but then you got you got like I said, Chadwick Boseman doing T'Challa. You got Chris Hemsworth doing Thor, and I mean. His his Thor was like Party Thor is probably one of my favorite variations of Thor. Vegas. <laughs> yes. like, he pulled a Leroy Jenkins, but he yelled yeah. out Vegas. Leroy, <laughs> drive. <laughs> oh man, because yeah, from Chris Hemsworth to uh, Scarlett Johansson, man, like her, oh, no, her, 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 her. What? That was um. The girl, the you the, got the, me messed up. The voice actress who played Black Widow is the same one who did Poison Ivy in the Harley Quinn TV show. Okay, I hear maybe that's why it felt familiar because I do love that TV show. Yeah, yeah. let's get a name real quick. <coughs> it's a cool name, Lake Bell. Oh, she played well. She did a fantastic job, like really bringing the the, the nuances of, of Scarlett Johansson's Black Widow. Mm-hmm, yeah, mm-hmm. And I thought I thought when I first her first episode, I thought it was uh, Scarlett Johansson as well. And I was like, wait, like it was it was something off about the voice. It was a bit weird. It would be a bit weird that she came back post mortem. I mean, posthumous again. As, yeah, it's as, almost like everybody who, who everybody who died was not didn't come back because yeah, yeah, yeah. Steve Rogers didn't come back. Did he? No, wait. Mm, Chris Evans like didn't come back. Mm-hmm. No, Chris Evans didn't come back. Robert Downey Jr. didn't come back, and Scarlett Johansson didn't come back. Yeah. No, and Tom Holland didn't either. I, I think he was. I think he. They were filming No Way Home at the same time as they're doing What If. So he. Yeah. No. His I mean, schedules couldn't line. They'll definitely uh, sacrifice his time uh, toward toward doing No Way Home. I'm sure. Yeah. 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 Since they'll get that money. Hopefully anyway. We'll man, I want to see a trailer. More we all want to see a trailer. It's going to be December by the time we see a trailer. <laughs> but yeah, but no, but I guess wrapping things up, What If was just an amazing TV show. It it, it hit all the points that it needed to. It explained definitely what would happen if Loki created the multiverse. And that's exactly what happened. We're seeing these alternate realities and these are legitimate canonized realities within the MCU. Yep. Now that Loki has opened up the multiverse, hopefully we see these people on screen. Uh, any last thoughts, Jay, before we go to break? 
I mean, I'm just excited for the ability for them to tell these stories now. And I think that it's going to be a way for people to be seen that have never been seen before. Um, and I mean that both in terms of characters, but also in terms of the audience. And What If is an awesome innovation within the MCU. So yeah, that, that that's what I'll leave it at. Well said, well said. We can go on and on. We can go on and on. And what we're going to do now is take a quick break. We're going to hear a word from our sponsor, Anchor, and we'll be right back with the Weekly Blur. It's time for the Weekly Blur! Welcome back. Welcome back. Welcome back. One more time. Yeah, yeah. We are we, back. We're going to do this one more again. You know what time it is. It is time for the Weekly Blurb. Yeah, they heard it in the soundbite. Whatever. <laughs> it's old habits die hard. So You're right. I'm, I'm privileged to go first today. Hey, uh, what you got first? And I'm trying to put y'all on. I'm trying to put y'all on to a new show that if you hadn't checked it out, it's number one on Netflix, so you've kind of been sleeping under a rock, or you've been spending too much time on Hulu, Disney+, Plus, uh, Paramount+, Plus, whatever streaming service that you've been going, diving deep into. I feel called out. But what, you, what is it? Squid Game. Guess what? I already saw it. I know you did. Uh-huh. I'm proud of you. I'm proud of you. I didn't expect you to go into it, to be honest with you, but I think there was enough memes. And if you, if you haven't had it spoiled... It's because I ran out of TV shows on all of my other uh, <laughs> facets. Well, I'm proud of you because you were on this whole one TV show uh, th- at a time. I still am. I don't know what you mean. I benched that one TV show. I mean, you did. You said you benched it in the night. I watched it over a couple days, and then I rewatched it with Miriam. And, I mean, this show is fun. I, it's wild. I mean, like, for real, for real, you don't even like the main character to start. you just like, is this, who is this bum? And, like, what opportunity are they given? And then... The whole show, I mean, it just it's like deep. <laughs> it just like goes into some uh, some topics and themes, you know, questions of morality, um, questions of capitalism, questions of uh, you know survival of the fittest, or uh, and what are you willing to do for forty five billion won, which I looked it up equated to thirty seven million dollars. Uh, in American money, you said the one to USD could uh, currency differentiation kind of made me mad. I mean, thirty-seven million dollars is a lot of money, bro. Yeah, you're right, but like you also got to take into account when he would ask, uh, he would ask friends and family, it was like, do you have ten thousand won? You talking about the end? No, at the beginning too. Yeah. Well, he was just asking for like ten thousand won, like and then he like. Exactly. Well, some people don't want got twenty bucks to give up. I mean, on the red. But also, like, it's maybe, no, every time saying, I heard it, he would go ten thousand won. I'm like ten thousand won. That just sounds like a lot. Like, it, it, you know, I don't under so, the the conversion. It, it, it astounds you know, how me. How people manage the American like, dollar is literally point zero eight two. I mean, it, but it like one. boils down. I mean, we have cents and stuff like that. Like, I mean, it's weird. well. I mean, like I said, the Other conversion is yeah. a whole thing. Like, it's a whole conversation that I don't fully grasp and don't really try to I, I just know that if I type it into Google and convert it, it will for me. Um, Coin start me please. But in right. <laughs> uh, but anyway, no, I this show I watched it because, you know, I was interested immediately with the fact that it was a Korean television show. Mm-hmm. Um I was like, okay, we're gonna try this. Like because I think that Korean television is at a point now 
that it's got a lot to say. And I think that the show kind of maybe really captures the conversation in the West and the East and brings them and bridges some bridges a uh, bridges some conversations uh, as well as throws its own flavor into it to where you know you have to appreciate the context in which it comes from and uh, in order to enjoy the show right like it's, oh definitely it's not necessarily like there's not in talk like throughout throughout it there aren't like themes that are 100% present within American television in the way that they're presented, mm -hmm. right? Because, like, yes, we have game shows in American television. Yes, we have, like, murder mysteries in American television. But only really in movies have you seen, like, this story kind of told. It kind of reminds me of, like, the Saw movies a little bit where, you know, they're presented with a challenge to survive and, you know, have a new lease on life kind of deal. And I was about to say, it reminds me of Hunger Games. Yeah, which yeah, mean they exactly. did they did compare exactly. this show like, too. It was like, exactly, exactly. It reminds me of the Hunger Games. That's, but that was like present within movies and books, right? Mm -hmm. Like it's not something that's necessarily present within. Television. No, this is this is a truly original programming. It took the uh, the guy who created it. It took him eight years to actually get it to TV. Like everyone, yeah, everyone, yeah, everyone that he it pitched out. it to, that everyone he pitched it to, it was like, yeah, no, this is too re too weird that. and too raw, and we we just don't want it's it. It's too real, man. It's too real. I think that like it really. It it really shoves humanity in your face, and I mean, I think that that's something that we can all reflect on as you watch this show. Um, you know, are you willing? What are you willing to do to survive? And I think that that's a really raw and honest conversation. And that's my time, but I just I really appreciated that uh, the TV show. I thought it told some awesome stories, left some awesome lessons, and also has a really compelling character uh, character base. So I hope people check it out. Yeah, yeah. Thank you, Jay. That was that was strong, strong uh, suggestions. Definitely check it out. Like I said, I said it last week too. Uh, Jay's recommendations. It's the stamp of approval. Go watch it. I watched it before he gave me the stamp of approval, and it was it was actually a pretty dope show. Uh, from start to finish, and and yeah, I was I was on the edge of my seat even when I was asleep. So, that right, was, yeah, man, for real, put, the, those games that they play put you on edge. Yeah, and it, I mean these are like childhood games, but like we can go on and on about it. We could do a whole episode on Squid Games. I don't want to because it's scary, but yeah. <laughs> uh, again, thank you, Jay. Uh, on my end of the blurred survival guide spectrum, on the weekly blurb, we have some music updates. Uh -huh. that I want to get into with you guys. You know, I I have a. Very specific taste in music, so when something I like comes out, I want people to know about it. And you get the the Jer Bear stamp of approval on this one, because I'm I'm excited. So November twelfth, we getting funky, y'all. We getting fresh. We have Silk Sonic. Their album is finally coming out. It take it took them all of five ever to to produce every this album. Of five ever. Literally, it, it we got literally one song every six months, and I was leave the door open and skate. Those what are the only two singles that we've got. What a rollout. And I mean, they... I, I mean, you can't blame... I hear, I hear where they're Because, I mean, they're still doing their respective single yeah. things, but also yeah, they're doing this at the same time. Yeah, and they're also doing this at the same time. I commend them for that, but also I'm tired of waiting. Boy, I've <laughs> been tired. Yeah, but uh, no, their album, the Silk Sonic album comes out November 12th. It is available for pre-save and pre-order per their, uh, their Instagram post. Named... The Silk Sonic album. Mm -hmm. So it's their debut album, debuting their name. Yep. And their and this new collaborative project, basically in its entirety. Yep. 
Yep. And it's because uh, Silk Sonic actually consists of Bruno Mars, Anderson Pac, and uh, Bootsy Collins. And so obviously those first two names are much more commonly known. Right. Bootsy Collins, I mean, if you are a parent and or have had parents who listen to funk music back right. in the 70s, 80s, yeah. you know who Bootsy Collins is and... Put your parents on. Put, yeah. the, put, the, put, the, put the grandparents and parents on. Yeah, because he, he was a staple in the, in the funk community. And now that he's, I mean, he's come back, he probably did work with him. I, I think he did. I, I got to ask him. My dad worked with everybody. Yeah, he, he was talented. <laughs> hey. But no, that's, that was the uh, the first little tidbit. I'm excited because this is an album that I've been waiting for. I know everyone's been waiting for. And I'm I'm very excited for this album to come out. The next little tidbit of music information before my time is up is uh, this new song that has reached the TikTok airwaves and YouTube airwaves. Oh, my. And uh, it's interesting because How? one Dwayne Rock Johnson, the oh my. renaissance oh, man of all renaissance men, has so created. Ta- I mean, he's so talented. But when does he have the time? To do this. Because he don't stop. He, Can't stop, won't stop all gas, no brakes. I, I saw a TikTok that said that he made a deal with God to have a few extra hours in the day because he's constantly making movies, selling his tequila brand. Now he's making music and all all of this. Like he and the song is it's called Face Off with Tech Nine, a couple of other artists, and The Rock. And it's not a bad song. I'm not I mean, a. I work out to it. I'm not a big fan of rap. It's definitely a workout song. Like I can I see. Work out to it, bro. I can see that as my warm up, my my run on the treadmill, yeah. getting in the zone kind of deal. It's yeah. guys need to take a listen to it. It's on YouTube. He's been promoting it. Like Dwayne. <laughs> not on any other. I uh, believe so. It probably is on Spotify. Um, but definitely, guys, check it out. It's it's a doozy of a song. And uh, that's my time. We appreciate you guys for listening. And uh, remember, you can follow us on all of our social media platforms at Facebook at Blurred Survival Guide, on Instagram at Blurred Survival Guide, on Twitter and TikTok at Blurred Guide. And uh, you can follow us on Patreon. You can email us at BlurredSurvivalGuide at gmail.com. You can also follow us on our personals at jbear 3295 at jdub0283. And other than that, keep surviving, everybody. Keep surviving, everybody. Listen to the theme song. Step into the spotlight, survival industry. Come and take a seat with the combo we provide. Every Tuesday, it's the Blurred Survival Guide. Two guys, two mics, our producer. Step into the spotlight, survival industry. Come and take a seat with the combo we provide.